Are you loving the Categorically Romance podcast? Are you looking for even more places to get your romance fix? Do you rewatch When Harry Met Sally every fall? Yeah, we thought so. <laughs> Check out Meet Cute's newest podcast, The Rom-Com Room, where rom-com connoisseurs Kendra and Mercedes unite each Friday to nerd out about their favorite rom-coms, their love to hates, and every crush and romantic detail in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bree. And we decided uh, in the last few minutes to just jump on and do a chatty episode. So wish us luck. (laughs) We love chatty episodes. (laughs) We do. And and our listeners really (laughs) seem to like chatty episodes. How have you been first, Bree? Um, I've been good. Like, you know, I went home for the first time. In, since 2020 to see family I originally planned to be there for like a week and then I was like well I'm I just didn't want to like impose I wanted to stay in a hotel my kids are always like can we stay in a hotel so financially mm-hmm. I was like okay we can't stay a week but it was still worth the 12 hours there and the 12 hours back and I think it was what I needed I think I needed that long road trip i owe the state of oklahoma money because of the tolls that i didn't realize were there they they always get you i know i was like i knew of one i prepare for one and then all of a sudden it's like i see this flash and my car is getting a photo taken of it and i was like oh there's a toll right there didn't know that one was there so you know i don't want to go to jail i'm waiting to pay the money back i'm good i'm good i needed that break so how are you because you have like a vacay coming up Yes, yes. So annual trip to Crater Lake. It's it's just a weekend trip, but we look forward to it every year. It's our good, it's our nature therapy for the year where we go out way out of cell phone range and, you know, just uh, enjoy Crater Lake. And we stay at Diamond Lake, which is close by. Um, you can't actually, uh, well, I think you can stay on the rim. There's like a hotel up there or something, but um, we like to stay a little bit away from the chaos that that's there. My dad is an animal and he still bicycles the rim every year, which it's, <laughs> so the rim itself is 36 miles and it's all hills. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's, it's more than just the 36 miles. That doesn't seem so bad on a bicycle, but I tell you when it's all hills, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so is this like a national, is this like a park or like, yes, is this yeah, something could, you grew up going to and now your family is going like? Uh, yeah, so it's Crater Lake National Park. So it's the crown jewel of the state of Oregon. If you want to look it up, you'll see some of the most beautiful pictures you'll ever see. But yeah, my family would started going to this, um, it was an organized bicycle ride and we would do it as a family. And I hated it as a kid because (laughs) it was just so rough. You just spend all day and just be so tired by the end of it. Uh, but you know, like by high school, I was, I was kind of into it and I had a better attitude about doing it, but I, I haven't bicycled it in a long time, but now that, you know, have my own family and everything, my sister's got her own family. We still, Everyone still goes. My parents still go and everything. So it's and a, dad's it's, still bicycling it. Dad's still bicycling. <laughs> yeah. That's something I really kind of want to get into. I mean, I run and I know that for me physically, like that's probably not really good for my knee because I have some knee problems. Mm-hmm. So I've been really thinking of getting into bicycling and I can run uphill, but there's something intimidating that makes me nervous about bicycling uphill. But I see that 
as like an activity that a lot of groups of people do here locally. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, like you see older people doing it. I love seeing older people just mm-hmm. biking around, like prioritizing their health and they just like, they're so into it. So that's so cool. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm slowly getting back into shape. So hopefully next year, 2023, I'll be able to do the ride again. You're going to turn into your dad. <laughs> I, well, you know, he's he, so he's in his 60s and he's a lot healthier than I am. So uh, so, yeah, that that says that I need to be doing more work. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, you have started our Patreon. Talk yes. all about it. So the Categorically Romance Patreon is now live. It only costs five dollars a month. And this goes to help support the costs of running a podcast. So podcasting does cost money. So we have to pay the software that we record it on. And then we have to pay for the hosting service and and all of those fun things. So any help that we get from you listeners is just incredible. And it just means that we'll be able to bring you better and better content the more subscribers we have. And as well, we're going to do special things for you too, like right now, our Patreon exclusive episode number one is live on our Patreon page. We talked to, or I talked to Pippa Roscoe all about her Royals of Spartia trilogy. It's a spoiler discussion, so you can just hear Pippa and I dish about every single thing we loved, everything we love to hate about those series, about that series, so... (laughs) Yes, check it out. I definitely recommend it. Um, Pippa's just amazing. She's she's so fun. Anytime we talk to her, get a chance to talk to her, it's just so much fun. Of course we started it with Pippa Roscoe. Of course we start with <laughs> Pippa. And we'll be having more Patreon-exclusive podcast episodes, but then as well, we have our Patreon book club. Yes, yes. So if you, so if you are part of the Patreon, you can help pick the book that is book club. And you can kind of tell Brie and I what to do. That's exactly what it is. You can tell Brie and I what to do. If you're a patron, you can say, read this book and then talk about it. And you know what? We'll probably bring you on to talk about it as well, if you want. So, Oh, that's going to be so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So you get a lot more direct access to us. Not that we're not very, we're pretty accessible on social media now, but you'll be able to do a lot more interacting with us on Patreon. And we just, we just hope to see you all there. I love reading books with you. I feel like we don't get the opportunity. I mean, we read books together, but we're usually Uh reading them to talk to the author, right? We're like prep. It's so different when it's you and me talking or we're having a friend come on or even if like for our regular books club with the theme like okay you know I know Aaron's gonna laugh when he talks about this wrong bed temptation novel am I making a pattern here is that becoming predictable <laughs> and you know hopefully if the patreon goes well then we can also get our merch shop going that's another thing that also costs money so um if you would like to get your Categorically Romance t-shirts and coffee mugs and all of that, um, join our Patreon and we'll definitely be able to set up that shop. Yes. Send the message that people need to read Category Romance, okay? That's, Absolutely. I feel like that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so overall, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it. That's a Patreon thing. But how did you feel the Royals of Svardia trilogy com- like concluded? How did you feel? French kiss. It's a yeah. chef's kiss. Excuse me. <laughs> Either one. It could have been a French kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking chef and thought French. So, 
anyway, it was so good. It like the the build up of those books and each one is so good. And yeah. you love each one on its own, but they build on each other in such a great way. And then when you finally get to that last one and that, oh, and Alexander and Henna's story is just, it's perfect to end that series and everything's so just perfectly tied up at the end and everyone's happy. And, you know, we know we're getting our happy ending, but Pippa just nails it just really takes us for that whole ride through this whole family too. It's so fun that it's, it's these Royal siblings that we get to follow them through all of their, all of their love adventures and everything. I think that that, I think maybe she touched on this when we chatted with her or it may have just been something that we were thinking, but like when you completely knock the first two books out of the park, that's gotta be some pressure on that third book. And like, Oh yeah. We had a lot of anticipation for the brother's book because he's such a pivotal role and character in the first two books. It's like uh-huh. you're kind of nervous, but you're excited. Like, what are you going to do with this? So just mm-hmm. knowing that like, yeah, th- book three is just as perfect as the first two. I think that's oh, she's such a talented writer. She's just so talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a series I'm definitely going to go back to. I love when you finish a good presents book or like a trilogy series, whatever, and you're just in this like haze. It feels like you're in a haze now that you finished it. <laughs> yes, yeah, you get that uh, that presents haze that you're that presents cloud that you're floating on after each yeah. one, right? <laughs> you just want to like start singing Cinderella songs and twirling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so tough question. If you had to pick a fave, which which sibling, which story is your standout favorite? Oh, man. Oh, put me on the spot, Brie. Goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, we love all three, but... We do you know. love all three. I, it's so hard to say, but if, if you... Okay. All right. I would have to say Snowbound with his Forbidden Princess, but only by a hair. And okay. then it would be Claim to Save His Crown but only by a hair above <laughs> stolen from a royal wedding. Okay, why Snowbound? What what like Snowbound was obviously fantastic. I mean, but why what did what did because that one felt so different because the hero was like ex-military. He wasn't like this billionaire prince. Mm-hmm. It was it it was a ballroom scene, honestly. It, and it was the the scene that that Pippa first imagined that she built the rest of the story on, and it was just so heartbreaking. But just but you go back and you read it again because it's just it just hits you in that in that spot where oh man they they're dancing together and looking at each other like they love each other but they know they can't have one another and everyone else around them sees you know it is like in this voyeuristic situation they're on display at. You know, in our Patreon episode, Pippa dis- dis- <laughs> Pippa describes it much better, but it's it's just such an emotional moment. And then being snowbound together in a storm, and also having that difficulty of of facing the the your rough past with your ex and everything. Yeah, just lots of lots of tropes that I love in there, and and that ballroom scene. <laughs> just get out of here. That's- yeah. <laughs> Okay, what was the heroine's name in that one? I forgot. I just Freya. Rem- I remember loving that Freya 
had issues getting pregnant. I was mm-hmm. like, you don't see this a lot. You don't see yeah. this a lot, especially in yeah. presents where there's a lot right. of surprise pregnancies. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know what? There is a, you know, in the third book, there's there's something you don't see either in, you know, really in romance much and presents. So, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah. Go be check out the Patreon. For, for some out of the box things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where does Pippa go from here? Where does she go from here is the question. Inquiring oh, so minds need to know. Yeah. So I think I think she told us a little bit about this the last time you and I both spoke to her, but she reminded me she's doing a fake amnesia story, but the other person is fully aware and it's just going to be, oh, it's going to be sparks and, you know, maybe some knives flying back and forth between us. <laughs> it sounds so exciting. Yeah. I was um, on our Twitter one day and Andrea, who hosts the podcast Shelf Love, was asking for like adventure romances. And I almost died. Somebody recommended Pippa's Diamond Inheritance trilogy. And I was like, yes, yes. Tell more people to read Pippa Roscoe. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Everyone needs to read Pippa. Yeah. Again, Aaron has set up the Patreon. We will have the links to where you can find it um, in in the show notes. Aaron, remind me to send it. It, Put it in the show notes. It'll be there, you guys. (laughs) $5 a month. $5 a month. And we greatly appreciate whatever you can send our way. Yeah. Yeah. And authors out there, if you want to do spoiler discussions on any of your books, just reach out to us. Yes. We want to do more spoiler discussions. I don't think people realize that we do a lot of prep for the interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's hard not to venture into spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Because there's just, I mean, so much, every little bit of it is so crucial to the story. And and so it's hard to know what you can talk about and what you can't. Well, okay, let's talk about some of the other stuff that we have kind of coming up. I don't know. I feel like things have chilled out a little bit. We don't have as busy of a schedule, but we do have some really fun things coming up. So listeners, you've probably noticed at this point as the day that we're recording this, which is August 11th, we've had two, I believe, debut author chats. It may have been three. I think it's two. We've had author Bella Mason. We've had author Michelle Allickson. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may just be the two. Sorry if I'm forgetting the other one, but the debut author chats have been just so fun. It's been fun getting like hearing those. I got the call stories and -hmm. inspirational, like Bella Mason, essentially, like she wrote her debut in like a month. Like once she got to know the characters, the story just came out of her. I was like mind boggled by that. Yeah, that was that was such a, a fun conversation. She was saying she got the uh, the request for a full manuscript, and she's like, "So I wrote it in the month." Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, no big deal. Right. No biggie. A presents, no worries. <laughs> and then um, to have uh, Michelle Allison with her set in Idaho, which I was like, talk about a state that I d- feel like we don't see reflected a lot in romance. So Hidden Ranch Peril, it's out already. Bella's book comes out in September, listeners. So you should probably get on the Harlequin website. It may, it, it should be coming up available, I believe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to those two. I think upcoming next, we have Lydia San Andres, which was an historical romance. Uh, So we've been tackling that project and we're slowly tackling the Blaze project, which I mean, we chatted with, 
We've chatted with author Sarah Mayberry, and I think she left us both stunned for about, I don't know, 48 hours straight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Agreed. Couldn't really yeah, think that... about anything else but that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so insightful. And it's, yeah, just just wait, listeners. You're going to love it because it's a point of view that we do not get often from yeah. the interviewees on this show. And I appreciated it. It, like, yeah. I think it's nice to have that point of view. So yeah, it's it's pretty dope. I can't wait for us to share that conversation with everybody. <laughs> so shout out to Amy Andrews, who has been feeding us pretty much all of our information about the Blaze Project. <laughs> I feel like she's our Blaze drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything we need i mean when we were taught we were talking about kiss and she's like you need to reach out to this person and so that's how we got connected with ally hopefully we'll, we'll still get ally on the schedule it's just we've literally had her like everything set up twice and then the world has gone to crazy so she'll eventually be here but amy's just been so helpful and you and i have so many ideas things that come to mind and questions that we have and we just, to have that support of like, I got a guy, <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like, thank you, Amy. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Amy. So I've been sharing with you, and I think that this could be a myriad of like multiple things. I obviously don't know. Um, I've noticed, and this is also a conversation that you and I had. Did we have, we had this offline. We chatted with Reese Ryan people, the queen, Reese Ryan. Oh <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> and we, you know, kind of shared with her that I had noticed that my local Walmart had not had any releases since May yeah. on the shelves. And I was stunned to hear that she's noticed the same in hers. So I actually, you know, finally spoke with someone at Walmart and they told me that it's not the store, it's the vendor. And I know nothing <laughs> about the vendor world. I tried to like Google vendors in San Antonio and it just gave me bookstores. And I'm like, well, that's not going to do anything for me. But um, now my question is like, well, why isn't the vendor delivering books? You know, I yeah. there's a reason there, you know, since May, like this is August 11th. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of categories that just that just, yeah, flew under the radar because they weren't on the shelves. And that's that's just tragic for the author. I mean, the May release is great. That's extra shelf time and I'm happy for them. But June, July, August mm. now. So we did get a response. Hold on. Let me pull up the Twitter. Uh, Shannon Stacy said the books are handled by an outside merchandiser and there were some issues that are supposed to be getting better. I hope you get the new one soon. But like you said, they're they're probably not going to bring the June, July and the August you know, so yeah. I don't know. That is that's sales for those months for those books that came out. Absolutely. I think the part of it that um was just getting to me was and I thought about this after we chatted with Reese, like I think it's safe to say that there is a large population of the category readers that are of a certain age. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna assume that they're a bunch of digital readers. I I would say a lot of them probably buy at the local Walmart or even Barnes and Noble, probably Walmart <laughs> though. So if you're walking into your store and there's no new releases, well then what are they doing? Yeah. And, and how often do those people go to the store for those specific books or is it just they're doing their grocery shopping and part of their routine is to just cruise the books aisle and they pick up, you know, some of the newest releases. 
Yeah. So anyone listening that can educate us on this, <laughs> please reach out because we have questions. I mean, it very well may be. I mean, we know that COVID has changed the game for everything. So I, I was like, well, maybe it's a pandemic. It's a result of the pandemic. That could be it. You know, we know for a little mm -hmm. while the books were coming slower, like the COVID definitely affected the publishing world, but I feel like it has felt pretty normal-ish for a while. So I don't know. My I was like, even though I want to believe that, okay, this is just a result of the pandemic. It's like, well, they were coming, you know, they were on the shelves. Like, why yeah. now? But then again, I do feel, honestly, like when I look at the shelves, I am seeing suspense not even romantic well these like the like bind ups of like two suspense novels i'm seeing like i'm seeing those okay. you know I'm so it's like it i don't understand maybe it's just what readers locally they're like let's put our focus on what's selling the most i have no idea yeah yeah i i'll need to go to my local walmart and just check things out and see what's going on over there they're they're not conveniently located to me but yeah. I'll need to go, go and see, on see what's scout going on. Mission. Yes, yes, I'll take a, take a, take a mission. <laughs> I just got sad because I was like, I don't like it when our access to books becomes a little weird, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure, you and I, we just can be like, oh, I'll just download it from the Harlequin website and read it on Glows, or I'll wait a month and I'll download it on Kindle or get it from uh -huh. the library, which I mean, support the library systems if they have them read them but for those like older readers that don't really do digital like you said they pick it up mm -hmm. on their routine grocery trip what are they gonna do if anyone has any information regarding the vendor distribution of harlequin books the great mystery <laughs> i feel like we're on unsolved mysteries here i know we just don't like it i want to be able to pick it up <laughs> I'm like, where's the special editions? <laughs> Even heartwarming. Like, I, I get a couple of heartwarming if they're like the Westerns, which I have a feeling the Blackwell series probably would have been on the shelf. And I'm like, where are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would have been on the shelf for sure. But yeah, no, we'll see. <laughs> so what have you been reading? I feel like I feel like we haven't really chatted category books because we've been doing so many other things but like what have you yeah. been reading well i finally finished up my vlog for leela may white's his desert bride by demand which was an absolutely fantastic book i i know listeners we talk about this book a lot recently but <laughs> it's a debut presents but it feels like it was written by someone who's been writing presents for a decade yeah it just embodied everything you love about the line the characters just filled those roles perfectly. And boy, what heart too in that book and in the, in the backstory of those characters too. It's, oh, it's so good. Do you think for anyone that has never read a Presents, you feel like it's a good gateway drug to Presents? I, or do you think I it's think too so. much? Like, oh yeah, I, I, I think I, well, so too. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Are they, are they new to romance altogether or just new to Presents? It's, okay, elaborate on both. Elaborate, okay, so if- okay. So if you are a true love-inspired reader, I, I think you might want to tiptoe a bit carefully into His Desert Bride by Demand, if that's not something you're used to. But if you love a deep emotional connection, 
that is goes hand in hand with some just really steamy swoony scenes. Oh yeah, go for it. This is this is the presents to read first. Yeah. I think I mean while the intimate scenes are fantastic, she just does something with identity in that book that I I don't know, it it like you said for it to be a debut, you're like how is this so good? Like the Akeem with his dad and him kind of like stripping him and like of like who he was before mm-hmm. to like f- mo- like form him into this prince, but also like, but you'll never be, you know? And then with Charlotte and her dad, who just seems so awful, but like, she's still the, like the dutiful daughter. Like I yeah. still, you know, like, I don't know. She just really, I think it's one of those things where, the sex may turn some people off if that's not, you know, something that yeah. they're used to reading. And I don't even feel like it's over the top or it's a lot. No, no. But don't not pick this book up because it is a presents and there is going to be some steam in there. Like she does something really fantastic with like identity and like who you are, who you become based off of where you come from and what you've been through that. I just really love, like, I love when a good theme hits you in the gut. You put that into such better words than I could, Brie. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Leela, congratulations. You did such a good job on this. This was just fantastic. Yeah. I saw some reviews, you know, that were talking about certain parts of the book. Uh, and I just was like, I think sometimes it's really cool to see these homages to, like, the throwback romance novel you know Uh like the way certain parts of intimacy may be described which some readers in contemporary day are like oh this made me cringe and I'm like it's probably something that she read in like a 1980s presents like get over it you know like I just I love like paying respect in these like subtle ways to like Mm -hmm. the shoulders you stand on all the 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 writers for that line that came before you so yeah she did shout out to Leela shout out to the editor of that book I wonder if it was Charlotte I feel like it was Charlotte I had a feeling it was probably Charlotte (laughs) (laughs) there's probably an editor of an up at the Mills and Boone cloud in the sky that's like nope it was I (laughs) and we and we apologize (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Thank you for the book. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so I wonder if we're getting more books in this world. Is she doing something totally different? Because this feels like a standalone. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited to see what she comes out with next. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it feel doing the vlog? Because I know you were feeling the, you were feeling the vlog blues there for a minute, but you finished it. I, I finished it. Yeah. There There were... Some there were some trials in my personal life um, that I had to I had to navigate. Um, things are fine now. Um, I've come out the other end of it, so we're good. Uh, but yeah, it just it was it it was just really unfortunate timing because yeah. I was looking so forward to to reading this book and and giving my all to to the vlog and to my tweets and everything. So it was I, I disappointed myself because I I really wanted to do this one right for Leela. You did. You did. I mean, vlogging can be kind of demanding, you know? Like, uh-huh. It's nothing against the book or whatever. It's just like, oh, man. You know, like, you can plan a video and just sit down and knock it out in, like, five or ten minutes or whatever. But when mm-hmm. you're vlogging, especially you, like, you're so passionate about the book and the process of reading it and sharing your thoughts that, like, 
sometimes life happens and you're just like, oh man, I just don't have the energy to sit down right now and do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. you, you'll see vlogs where it's like, sorry guys, it's been two weeks. And it's like, that's real life stuff happens. So I think it's just very real for you to be like, yeah, guys, <laughs> things <laughs> happened and I couldn't get to this for a while. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for, for giving me a break on that. Yeah, and I'll give myself you know, a break on it too. You know, I'm going to give you some grace when you, when you need it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Okay. <laughs> so you, you finished the Leela's. Have you, what's on your radar? Have you picked up anything else or, or what's uh, yeah, going so on? I've, I finished another thing recently and it was the, the Sigonian. So this is, this is not part of category at all. This was part of my, or a spinoff from my intro, or I guess, I don't know about intro, but this is a paranormal series, paranormal sci-fi. There's vampires in it. Uh, there's there's also a kind of fantasy element to it, but it's the Immortal Guardians by Diane Duval, and you can you can find these mostly on audio, I think, and so you can find them on your library apps and stuff. But they are they they have such a, a solid element of found family between oh, yeah. the series and everything, and all of these and and each additional one. So she does such a great job in even just book one, which is fairly old at this point um like it you'll you'll get like there's a there's a music reference to uh down with the sickness by disturbed in there. No. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so that's oh it's my favorite part about going back and rereading i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> fresh out of high school days down that was with so sickness. long ago yes. talk about a song that gets stuck in your head it's <laughs> yeah. a lot here <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Brie. So is it like a paranormal romance series or just paranormal series? Oh, yes, it's paranormal romance. Oh. So you are just, you're so excited for the next couple after every book. And, it, and she just weaves it all together so well. And just the overarching story of it is just so epic. It is, it's just incredible. Like it's, and so the spinoff, it's straight up gone into space. Like we're in an intergalactic war now. And yeah. <laughs> But you know what? We're here for it. <laughs> so I big love shout that you said found family. I, I yeah. love that you said found family because I feel like that's um, a, like an aspect of like a good paranormal series that people don't realize is there uh -huh. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Did you finish the Cressy, Cressley Cole series? I'm still like whatever comes after the ghost book I need to pick up. Oh, you need to read Kiss of the Demon King. But no, that's. That's as far as I've gotten because honestly, I'm scared. Like that Me one too. was so that one was so good. Kiss of the Demon King was just so so good. Um, you know what? I've got I'm going to get to the rest of it eventually, but oh, I'm 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 saving it for now. I guess. I know, I know, I know. The ghost one was a, she was a ghost and he was a vampire. I was like, I don't know if I should read the next book because what if it sucks compared to this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so on our side of the world, it's August, summer is, I don't want to say dwindling down, but we are about to transition into fall. Do you change your reading up or or no? Like you're reading a paranormal series. Are we going to just roll through with the paranormal for the next couple of months or are you not really a seasonal reader? I'm not much of a seasonal reader. I will kind of read some holiday stuff around holiday time because but that's just more coincidental or, it, or it's just that's just how it is I guess yeah. I, I don't particularly feel that I need to I just do because that's the spirit that everyone's in you know 
And all the books that are coming out are holiday yes. themed. <laughs> yes, are all holiday themed. And and I and lately too, I've I've kind of like had this urge to like it feels necessary to read a Debbie McComber around around the holiday times. You know? Oh, you are like on Debbie Maycomber's side of the world. Like Washington and Oregon are always in Debbie's books. <laughs> Well, it's it is a beautiful part of the world, if I may yeah. say so myself. How so? Have you? This is a the Diane series is a complete reread for you. Uh, no, so I'm actually catching up with some new releases. So I okay. read a, one that was actually new, new to me, and there's still another one that's out right now that I've I've got it on my on my library, but it's um, you know it, uh, it I haven't read that one either. So oh, cool! Super excited. But I like to I like to put a little space in between them because I enjoy them so much. They're, those are books that I don't care how long they are. Honestly, the longer the better because I just love spending time with these characters. Dude, I have tried to explain this to people. Like when you read a good paranormal romance, like in my experience, like when we talked whatever month we, I don't even remember what the theme was, but like I read that Nocturne by Heather Graham. I would like reread whole chapters because I did not want to not know a single detail. And I'm just like, I could have read 400 more pages of this book. Like a good paranormal book or series will do that. Yeah. Too. Like I, like you said, I don't care how many pages it is. I want to know all the details. I just want to be here with these people. <laughs> whatever's going on it's so yes it's so <laughs> different i feel like than all the other subgenres like yeah i think every subgenre is great but paranormal specifically maybe it's because like the author's like creating this world of their own or i don't know what it is like they're putting their own spin on things i think that kind of plays into it just like you want to know all the things and i think we want to be in that world too so yeah. as as much as we can pretend or fool ourselves that we are existing in that world, the better. I feel like, okay, so the paranormal that we're getting right now feels very like paranormal rom-com. A lot of like fun witch stories and stuff like that. Yeah. When you go back into these like kind of older series, I mean, do a lot of them feel kind of like a time capsule or they, they do you do. feel like it could come out today? Um. You know, they they I think they're just written a bit in in that more kind of 2000s style. They are funny, too, but and it could just be some of Diane's style. Um, but there's you know, there there is a there is a bit of an older feel to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, OK, like Cressley's some of Cressley Cole's books are hilarious. There's part of some of them that are like hilarious. Oh, oh yeah. But like. Is that a need for you in the paranormal? I I need to, there need to be at least laugh breaks in there. Yeah. I can't take it if it's just 100% serious all the time. You know, it's it's too much. You know, there, there needs to be a tension break, right? Yeah. I love when like, because the, there's these different species and everybody thinks theirs is the best and all of that. I think it, I don't want to say humanizes, but it makes them feel very normal when like there's some snarky yeah, banter yeah. in there right. or whatever. Okay. Do you watch the show, What We Do in the Shadows? No. What oh, you need to on? watch that. It is, it's a satire on paranormal. So it's these, it's these roommate vampires 
that are stuck in the past, but it's it's like mockumentary style. So they're like talking at the camera, you know, about what's going on. But they deal with things like the werewolves coming and peeing on their lawn. And so then they have to like, you know, go out and yell at the werewolves and stuff. And then they, you know, and then there's all the posturing and then they have to have a, a fight or whatever, you know, but then... <laughs> It's usually something stupid, like you know, the the vampire just grabs a bone or something and throws it for the, the werewolf, and you know, all the werewolves Aww. just run off. <laughs> well, we know Michelle, author Michelle Hoff, loves werewolves, so we probably need oh, to. Uh, no, no offense to Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle Hoff would be like, uh, "We're going to show some more respect to the werewolves." <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> reading wise I'm cur- I feel like it's taking me forever to get through books I don't know but I am reading I'm reading Rachel Stewart's next true love my <clears throat> year with a billionaire and it's so fantastic I feel like at this point we have authors that if we talk about them people are like yeah we know you loved the book <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and dang it Rachel Stewart to me just doesn't write a bad book um this is Summer and Edward and like I love that she writes a prologue and in the prologue, she's like 18. He's like 20, like he's in college or something. And his grandmother takes in foster kids and she's a foster kid. And like, he catches her out like on the dock, like looking out at the water and she's like smoking. And I'm like, yep, you don't see heroin smoking. Romance that often. I didn't even, I didn't even think Harlequin let you do that. (laughs) Put smoking in. Yeah. Yeah, He kind of alludes to her. Like he says like, yeah, you're not rolling up anymore. And I was like, wait a minute, was that weed she was smoking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel. Uh, but in true, like, I think that people, like, you know, even with her dares, because dare was so, like, um, emotional. I think people may not have picked dare up because it's like, oh, it's the steamier line. But, like, mm-hmm. Rachel Stewart, yeah, she can do the steam. But, like, she is so good at, like, I, I think if you need, a, if you're an aspiring writer like myself, like you, like we, we talk writing all the time. She just, she's somebody that like pick her books up and really kind of analyze the characters. Like she does the characters so, so well, like they are what hooks you on the story. Um, And I think true love in general is just like, it's maybe like a character driven line, but you know that summer just kind of leaves Edward and it breaks him and you don't understand why. And she feels so realistic. She's like this world traveler. She doesn't put down roots. I mean, she lived in the foster care. There's that belief that my mom didn't want me. So like, I don't have roots anywhere. So she's just on the go. And he's just so heartbroken. But you, she leaves hints that like his mom really had something to do with it. But it's his grandmother that like loved her. And so when when the grandmother passes away, she leaves their Scottish castle. (laughs) they have to live in it together for a year before a decision can be made and of course he's pissed like why would you leave it to her um oh it's just so dramatic and fantastic i love it and listeners if you're on our side of the world and we're you're inching into the fall like it starts off in the fall and i'm like we don't see very many autumnal romances so so uh, shout out to the autumnal setting yes the cover is gorgeous the writing is fantastic. Like I, I feel so biased. It's Rachel Stewart. What am I going to say? You know. So that's my current read at the moment. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what I pick up next. Well, my current read uh, is 
Cinderella's Secret Baby by Danny Collins. Yay! I got this in the mail the other day. And so this is going to be, I think, a second chance with a secret baby thing. So I am super, super excited to get to that one. I've just started it. I'm also going to start reading Awakened by the Wild Billionaire by Bella Mason because I got yes. an early copy of that one as well. Thank you, Bella. And you're chatting with Danny on your YouTube channel, Aaron's yes. Reading Room. If you're not following, yes. go follow. Are you excited? Room? <laughs> yes, I am. So that's going to be on August 29th, Monday. So that'll be at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Can't wait. But yeah, Danny wait. was my introduction into Presents. So it was her fault that I am, <laughs> I am the way I am now. And I, I thank her every day for it. It's come full circle. It's come yes, full circle. Now yes, you're chatting so, with her. I know. I'm so excited to get to talk with her. Okay, what was the first one you read by her? That like it was married for one reason only. So mm. that was a surprise baby one. Yes, talk and about marriage of convenience. And, oh yeah, <laughs> my first was um, oh gosh, it was an Abbey Green, and it was set. Oh gosh, I swoon every time I think about it. They meet in a desert oasis and have a night, and then find oh. out that they're actually like supposed to be getting married the next day oh god oh. i'm back in a haze all over again <laughs> it's, it's so perfect <laughs> i know i'm like i want to be in a desert oasis and meet a stranger that's i'm supposed to marry the next day oh. we love we love an accidental meeting on the podcast we do yeah <laughs> and then the yeah, the accidental meeting of the of like someone you you are supposed to know or are going to know soon or yeah, or the, the childhood friends reuniting but don't recognize each other. That's love that one too. Yes, yes. Well, I can't wait to see you chat with Danny. And I think Bella's book is going to be just so fantastic. I think so too. Yeah, I'm excited to get to that one as well. And I'm going to invite her onto my YouTube channel as well once I finish Yay! that one and see if she wants to come on and chat. <laughs> I know. Good luck with the scheduling on that one because the time yeah. I always totally am like, where are you in the world? How many hours different is that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, time zone screwed me up uh, <laughs> what, last week. <laughs> I just spaced a recording there. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I'm looking online just because I'm like, is there anything else that I want to make sure that I like say that I'm excited about? There's uh, well, I know we've seen we've seen the cover reveal for our next Nan Reinhardt from Thule, which we know mm -hmm. is a firefighters romance. And I saw the cover; it's gorgeous. It's got like this old school fire truck on the cover, and it's all oh, Christmassy. And uh -huh. I can't wait! I can't wait! And of course, like she's gonna come back on the podcast. We love chatting with Nan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's already on the schedule. But... I think it is. Like shout out to Nan for you know, trusting us with her time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> I did not, I have not placed a Harlequin order yet this month. I feel like a bad, a bad person, but you know, financially after returning home from a trip, I was like, I don't know if I can do it this month, but so many of the the releases this month. I mean, we have a new Donna Alward, the Heirs Cinderella Bride, which is book six in her Heirs to an Empire series uh, under the True Love line. I mean, I don't know if it's the is this. I don't know if it's the last one. I'm not ready for it to be the last one, but that series is fantastic. And there's so like medical 
medical has become like one of the first lines that I hop on here and see what do they have new. And they have, um, Luana DeRosa has her next release, which is fantastic because it feels like just a few months ago her debut was coming out so her secret rio baby is available on harlequin's website and the cover is gorgeous so i'm excited that we have a new one from her amy andrews talking about amy andrews nurses Mm -hmm. outback temptation amy andrews's first medical in i don't know how long but we're going to be talking to her this month aren't we at the end of the month we are yeah so that is Oh, so that's this that's the 29th that we're we're speaking, we're recording with her. So. We'll be recording with her. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh there's one uh, weekend in Prague by Allison Roberts. Like ugh, medical is just they're just killing it. I don't know. Everything looks so good. Like we are also here. talking to Heatherly Bell soon, and she has a charming Christmas arrangement out right now. It releases September, but you can get it right now on the Harlequin website. It's a special edition. The covers for Love Inspired Suspense always just like suck you in with like the um I don't know, the scenery covers. Uh-huh. Uh, Rock, there's Rocky Mountain Vendetta by Jane M. Shote available, which looks fantastic. Escape Route just has like an abandoned old military looking plane on the cover oh. that has me so intrigued. I always love a burning building on a cover, Fugitive uh-huh. Ambush by Jenna Knight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're really killing it. I don't know with these covers. Well, shout out to Tony for bringing us those awesome covers so let's see what else i'm seeing right now uh this desire has an absolutely beautiful cover on it a rancher's reward by j margo critch oh my god i hope gosh, i pronounced desire. that right but oh that, it is gorgeous erin isn't it i mean that dress that sunset just <sighs> that beautiful house in the background uh-huh. <laughs> want to know what she put on that fact sheet when she sent that in because it is gorgeous oh my gosh we have a new naima simone black sheet bargain which is book four of her billionaires of boston series i love it i love seeing naima simone's name on a desire it looks like we've got a new sophie prem book romance out baby uh baby on the rebel heir's doorstep oh that that sounds really good yeah Oh, Sophie's so good. Uh, I'm like, is this a masquerade ball? Second Chance Vows by Jules Bennett. It's a- Angel's Share book two. There's like a mask situation going on. We love a masquerade ball. I wonder if oh, that's, I mean, come on. And they're just, they're just pulling you in. I'm going to pull up heartwarming. We're just going through the website at this point, guys, yeah, because yeah. we haven't done any book shopping this month. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to shout out this historical, A Pretend Match for the Viscount by Laura Martin. Is Caitlin, did Caitlin Cruz have one come out this month or is that next month? I feel like now, we were getting. the one under the pen name, the, the Small Town like... Big Magic? No, I feel like, um, which shout out to that, that's uh, Hazel Beck. Yes. Which we have a, an interview coming out with Caitlin Cruz. It's going to be fantastic. But um, I feel like she had another historical coming out. Okay, I don't see it. So maybe it'll be next month or something. Um, heartwarming, I just have to say, I love that Melinda Curtis has a freaking mm-hmm. Thanksgiving book. Like, when's the last time you saw a Thanksgiving romance? I, I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. <laughs> well, so. actually, our friend Nicole and I, we're exchanging some images around last Thanksgiving, but those were some more, those were some more funny X-rated themed 
books, more, more, more erotic stories that, you know, played with, uh, um, you know, references to Turkey and, and stuffing and things <laughs> like that. So, so, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have to have Nicole back on. We need an update on the writing. We do. Yeah. She, I wonder if she got her feedback back from her copy editor. I know. We have to send her a message. We have to we get do. her back on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and um, just hugs to her too. She she lost a longtime pet recently, so yeah, oh, I saw that. Yeah. That's rest never in easy. peace, Duchess. Yeah, also from heartwarming. So the Blackwells of Eagle Springs is going on, you guys. A Wyoming Secret by Amy Vastine is out. I'm so excited for the series. Uh, Jacqueline Thomas. We got the third book in her Polk Island series. Her Marine Hero. There's some like walking on the beach going on. I love this cover and. His Small Town Dream by Tara Randall, The Golden Matchmakers Club, which, I mean, when we had Matchmaker yeah. April, this, this would have been perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> Looks like we've got a new Intrigue Cold Case Suspect by Kayla Perrin. I don't think I've ever seen her name before on one. Looks interesting. We got the uh, got some very serious looking characters there with the the torn page down the middle between them. I am looking at special editions. So Cinderella's Last Stand by Michelle Lindo Rice. I've seen her posting about this on Twitter, and it's That's so really gorgeous. Nice yeah, yeah. I, I love how like some like special edition you just have like this mixture of like some of them are like full-on summer like one night with the maverick by melissa sonati i hope i'm saying that right it's just like this perfect summer evening cover on it but then you have the heatherly bell which is like this gorgeous christmas cover so it's like such a fun mixed bag of titles to choose from Gunsmoke and the grassland by carla cassidy that's that looks like it's action-packed there from that cover yeah. Okay. I'm, oh my gosh, of course. I don't even, Tara Taylor Quinn, you all, book number three in her Sierra's Web, Tracking His Secret Child from Romantic Suspense is out. Canard County Protector by Rachel Lee. This is number 52 in this series, you guys. <laughs> number 52. I, it's crazy because I'm like, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, I haven't even seen Romantic Suspense at the store. And I would think at least those right. would be there yeah, that, would, that those would be on there oh and the spirit of a second chance or spirit of second chances by Sanithia williams is out this month oh so my the gosh second in the paranormal <laughs> investigating brothers oh gosh it's so fun i can't wait i can't wait for all three of those to be out so we can be like well time to come back on the podcast yes <laughs> I don't know if this one is out on the website yet, but one of the interviews that Aaron and I do have planned is Rowan Parrish has agreed to come back on the podcast because yeah. the next book in the series is coming out. Uh, I'm blanking on the title. Let me pull up my Kindle. It is The Rivals of Casper Road. And I'm so excited. Total like autumnal pumpkins on the cover of the porch. Like, just total fall book. And I'm so excited. And I'm sad that the series is over, but I'm glad that it's wrapping up with special edition. Oh my gosh. We didn't talk about any presents titles. I mean, we talked a lot about presents, but if you go to the presents yeah. page at the top, Pippa Roscoe. So mm -hmm. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Emergency Marriage to the Greek by Claire Connolly is out. Oh my gosh. A new Jackie Ashenden stolen for my Spanish scandal. 
There's, a, there's, you know, pretty pregnancy cover. Joss Wood, we know she has a book like every other month at this point. The yes. Powerful Boss She Craves by Joss Wood is out. That is Scandals of the LaRoe Wedding, book two. I'm loving that we're getting these series, because Reese Ryan even hinted at it when we chatted with her, that are like centered around a wedding. That's so yeah. fun. It is. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on Joss's, Joss's arc list and I, I can't keep up. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Joss. It's, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's like as soon as you like write the review for the other one, she's emailing you a new yeah. one. It's like, okay, Joss. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yes, um, great for her. Um, I'm going to shout out some toolies here. Okay. So we have Won't Back Down by Shelly Stevens. Also, Taste So Sweet by Kelly Kane. You've got A Forgotten Shadow by H.L. Marseille and Cut to the Chase by Amy Catherine Jones. Um, Is this one? Okay, so I see Fortune Whalen. Is this out already? Okay, yes. So One Night with You by Fortune Whalen already came out. It seems like Thule, a lot of the books are really focused on their American heart, but then some of them are like in the Texas born. So that's, that's fun to see. Oh, okay. Fiona Marston's was part of the holiday line. So they are mixing it up. It, it did feel like a lot of them were in the American heart line, which I think personally is just my favorite. I don't know. They're just fun contemporary romances in that line. I have, do you have any tips for sorting the categories of the, on the Thule website? What do I do? I think I go to, I think what I do honestly is I click on a book and then I click on, if you go to the right of the book, you can click on like Texas born and it just takes you to the page where you can scroll through all the titles. What else? I, I'm going to pull up Entangled. Now Entangled, mm-hmm. I feel like they have a lot of um, historicals coming out and they yeah. are really, really, really pushing Entangled Teen. So if you have a teen reader or if you're an adult who loves like teen romances, great. Um, it feels like they're really pushing that and they have some really cool titles out there. So like The Valkyrie's Daughter by Tiana Warner is a new release. Historical wise, they have The Duke's Accidental Bride by Eva Devon, The Gunslinger's that's, Guide to Avoiding Matrimony. Cover. I know. I love like, that. I love that title. Yes. <laughs> Gunslinger's Guide to Avoiding Matrimony. Avoiding Matrimony. Right. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a historical or not. Like that could be It says it's a romantic a, a, a clever Western romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic suspense-wise, I just saw it. Uh, Honor and Duty by T.O. Fallon as well. So, uh, And Hottie on Her Shelf by Christy Barth. Who did mention? Oh, Mona Schroth mentioned Christy Barth. I'm like, we've heard Christy Barth okay. recently on the podcast. Yeah, Mona Schroth mentioned her. So shout out to Christy Barth. I don't know. There's so many titles, so many books, so little time. Yeah, we'll eventually so get around good. to covering. It is Thursday. What are your Friday reading plans? Like wrapping up things are you starting any are you going to start the danny collins obviously but yeah anything else i'm going to go full into presents land i (laughs) not sure i am just going to focus for right now on cinderella's secret baby and awakened by the wild billionaire and i'm I'm just going to take it from there i'm not going to try and put too much on my plate which i usually do way too often same um Okay, it's Australia August, so I have to ask, have you figured out what you're going to read? I have not. No, I keep meaning to go back to our our wonderful listener, Erin, 
she sent us a huge email with just all these resources. I just need to find one on there. Uh, so yes, I need to do that. Thank you for keeping me accountable. Brie. You're welcome. Because <laughs> it's going to be the end of the month and I'm always like the last minute one. Like, yeah. oh crap, we record in two days. I should read something. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with a Nicola Marsh who yeah. I think I'm going to honestly, I'm, I'm going to read another dare this month. I'm in, I'm in that okay. mood. I'm in that mood. Yeah. So we're going to mm-hmm. lean into it. Yeah. Well, what's your weekend reading plan? I really want to... I'm in a, you're in a presents haze and I'm in a Rachel haze. So I really want to finish this one that I'm already reading and then either do a reread of some of the old ones or just kind of skim through the the previous two that have come out by her. And then I'm listening on audio. I'm listening to Every Summer After by Carly Fortune, which is all over the Instagram bookish world. And honestly, like I can say it's another, I've, I've read like two books now that I feel like are really living up to the hype. I read The Dead Romantics, which if you haven't read that book, guys, go get it. Single title book, wrote ghost romance. It was so good. The 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 main character is a ghost writer. Like it's just ghosts all in the book. Okay. And every summer after is it's really good. Like childhood love. So good. I don't know. Set in like the cottage country in Canada. It's fantastic. So I really just want yeah. to wrap things up so that I can go into next week with a clean slate. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, I've got one more to talk about. I I need to read the orc and the library or the li- is it the orc and the librarian or the librarian and the orc? It's one or the other. But I'm going to be discussing that one with Becky Feldman on her podcast. Too stupid Are to live. Are you? Yes. Okay, so this is like a monster romance. It's a monster romance. Yes, yes. they're in the series too. So we're jumping in. I cannot wait to hear this episode. <laughs> Is this your first monster romance? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. No, you've already been reading them, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you count Ice Planet as monsters, I've read Oh yeah, you've, you've, uh, yeah, a yeah. lot of the Ice Planet. I read um, Katie Roberts' recent uh, The Dragon's Bride. What um, did you think wait. of it? That's the one I talked with Becky about. Oh, okay. So, um, well, I don't know how much we can get into it on this podcast here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. I I loved the dragon hero who is also just the biggest cinnamon roll ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I I keep imagining like this uh this you know the the princess with the dragon and you know a knight rolls up to the it's like I'm here to rescue you and she's like from what? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. It's so good. No one asked you to come here. <laughs> right who needs you (laughs) i'm fine i am fine oh gosh listeners if you have not read that book it is i i just think it's fantastic and it's short it's like 170 or 80 pages but yeah i i think that that book that was my first monster romance i haven't read ice planet or anything like that and i still have questions of like what's monster and what's paranormal is monster part of paranormal is it something separate Mm -hmm. but i honestly think that is such a good gateway into monster romance like like you said like the hero of the book is literally a dragon and he is the most patient and tender and sweet hero like hero that i've felt like i've read in a long time yeah i'm I'm on the romance books subreddit on reddit a lot and there have just been so many posts of like i don't want a man anymore i want a monster Culturally, I feel like that, that that shows you where we are as a society of readers. Yes. Period. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she asked me when we recorded, she was like, do you think we'll ever see a romance where the heroine is the monster? What do you think? I I, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. I think with the... I would, I would love myself, I would love a book like that. But I think with just the majority of the readership being female, they still want to see themselves portrayed yeah. in the book. So it's not like, uh, you know, oh, well, a Kraken woman. Yeah. Eight tentacle legs. Yeah, that's me. Right. I, I, you're, you're right. I agree. I definitely agree. Well, this has been so much fun. Listeners, again, make sure you check the show notes for the Patreon information and go check out once you're you're in there. Thank you first and foremost, but like Aaron has a whole chat with the wonderful Pippa Roscoe who we love and more will come. And once you, you know, if you do decide to join again, thank you so much. Cause like Aaron said, podcasting is something that we love doing, but it is, it's an expense. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you would like to hear. And when we are doing like these author interviews as a patron, we're going to reach out to you and be like, hey, we are chatting with Anna J. Stewart. What would you like to ask? And then we will shout out you personally and your question when we chat with them. I mean, like this, the whole point of this is to build community and we just want to be able to do that with you. So check the show notes and all that information will be linked down below. Again, Aaron, thank you for setting it all up. <laughs> it's been so You're hectic. Welcome. I don't yes. know. You have so much going on. So thank you for taking the time to set that up. Again, guys, it's $5 a month. Like, I think that's cheaper than a coffee at Starbucks, which I don't frequent anymore. But I'm assuming that it is with the, how expensive things are in life right now. Aaron and I will chat with you in our next episode. Go, you know, support Category Romance however you can, wherever you can. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll chat with you in our next episode. Have a lovely day. Bye.